0: Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, and you'll be joining me with my co-hosts and guests as we dive into how doing your inner work or the beautiful work is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. We hope you discover your passions, your purpose, and your fulfillment, because when you change, the world changes, and when you do your inner work for the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Thank you for tuning in to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. Oh, Welcome back to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life podcast with Laurel and Laurel. And we today are responding to a request from one of our listeners on self-care after COVID. They asked us to talk a little bit about that. And I think it's a great topic for all of us to really take a good look at very straightforwardly, right, Laurel? Rather than kind of just kind of looking at it, but not really. It's it's great to know that the world has changed and our self-care needs might be changing, too.
1: It, it is so true. And I sometimes think we tend to get into a self care routine that doesn't change. And then when we're not feeling our best, we're, we're wondering, well, I'm practicing self care, what has changed? Why am I not feeling well, but adjusting our self care routine, rituals, mm-hmm. practices, based on the changes around us, I think are really helpful.
0: I think so too. And I love that you brought up that point right off the bat, because I feel like that is so important because even if things were stable on in the outer world, I think a, stel- a self-care routine that gets stale or feels stale, can you, you can lose interest in it actually, and then it becomes a chore. And so even the idea of changing it up, a little bit and creating some diversity or some dynamic movement in your self-care routine is a great idea
1: and it could just be tied to the energy and enthusiasm right yeah yeah. changing the energy of your self-care yes
0: yes Yes. absolutely because self-care i mean ideally i think the ideal state state of self-care is that it's a pleasure to do and we don't always necessarily feel that way right uh, that is hard
1: to feel. I, I will admit, I tend to feel often like self-care is a, is a chore. A chore. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so, wow. Do you relate to that out there? Who's listening and, and I'm wondering who can relate to that? I really want to know, leave a comment in our podcast stream here. I want to hear about how people are feeling about self-care. Cause I do think that this is a really beautiful topic to explore and embrace in new ways and um, how it can, I think it's a it's it's a very powerful um, topic and idea in our lives that if we work with it well, can really up level our daily experience. And so we really wanna dive into it. So, so thinking about COVID and the changes, you know, that you see with your clients and in your own life, what do you notice about um, self-care, you know, as we are, We're not even post-COVID. I mean, we are post-COVID the first round of what we might be experiencing. And and now we're into a new, um, I don't know, uh, stream of what's going on and more to come. So yeah, what are you noticing and what's going on with you, Laurel?
1: I am seeing, um, especially with my clients, the, maybe the exhaustion of lingering uncertainty. Right. And so we all want to feel like we're in control of our lives and control of of our situation, our daily routines. And so with that, you know, I am really encouraging people, all of my clients and friends, family, Mm -hmm. you know, just to focus on the present, be -hmm. present as as a way to manage and to take care of your mental and physical health as we face uncertainty yeah you know, we tend to for we tend to forget that life is uncertain oh, in yeah. normal conditions right oh yeah so i'm seeing some of that mm-hmm. um and then perhaps you know the the um tied to the uncertainty of how they should behave you know what they should do mm-hmm. and so many of those questions come from the comparison to others yeah and not going inward and we talk so much about that inner work and going inward to find your answers. Yeah. So that's one of the tools that I use and I encourage others to use, You know, go inward to seek your answers. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Everybody is having their own personal experience of the changes in the world and, and dealing with COVID and what your own health condition is. And so I know like you, you know, there's a lot of talk around um, honoring what's right for you, versus you know looking outside and seeing what other people are doing and worrying about that or or judging it or you know getting into the story of that instead just honoring you know that impulse from within if you need to still be wearing a mask even though you're vaccinated that that's okay if you still need to be toning down your social life because that feels right then that's okay you know i think it's that allowing whatever feels right for you to honor that gracefully
1: yeah, and isn't that difficult sometimes? Yeah, for it us is. to do, um, yeah. you know, to be able to stand firm in whether it's our beliefs, you know, our intuition, and let that be the guide to how we we make decisions, and and then how we use our voice to let people know what we need and that we're honoring ourselves. That is not easy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's been such a opportunity. I know for me to, um, practice using my voice of, um, compassion with people, you know, when people start talking about other people and their behavior. And I, I feel like it's an opportunity to say, look, everybody has their own experience right now, and it's okay to let people do what they need to do for themselves and not worry about them and just focus on what right, what's right for us and, uh, contribute to the conversation in that way. Right.
1: What a beautiful lesson. I I was just thinking about, about, you know, last year during 2020, it was a great lesson for many people, including myself, I learned so much. And now, you know, in this new space that we're in, what if we come out of this and we have greater Mm. compassion and ability to allow people to honor themselves and do what they need Yeah, in every situation. Wouldn't that be beautiful if we all could you imagine could that? how so many cool. Thanksgiving dinners are going to fall apart?
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so thinking about last year, one of the topics that came up a lot was um, people realizing, uh, I think I heard this more than the other, but I, I also heard the reverse, that they didn't realize how much of an introvert they were. And that they really loved the quieter routine and being home more and being less social and feeling uh, the pressure taken off of them to engage in social activities that they realized they didn't really want to be doing. And um, so I know that, you know, for our listeners, for people that are becoming aware of that, that. It's okay not to return to the old socializing habits that you have if if this kind of change feels right for you. You know, this is a time to leap into honoring that more and learning how to have the conversations with people that are more social that it's okay that you're not engaging all the time,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I um I always thought that I well, not always I've, I've gone back and forth between thinking I was an introvert, and then when I had a very outward focused corporate career, I, I thought I was an extrovert. You know, last year when I was here at home uh, for months, um, I really thought that I loved the quiet time and being at home. Um, and so, I, you know, the jury's out if I'm an introvert or an extrovert, but I don't, I don't know that that really matters to me now. What matters is, Am I, you know, am I acting and being who I'm comfortable being with a situation? Mm-hmm. So I I, got to a point where I really missed being with people, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't miss the hustle and bustle and, you know, maybe the rat race that I knew it yeah. another time.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: And the transition, you know, going back into, being in my car and driving somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I I may have gone two weeks without driving anywhere. Yeah. And and so then, you know, going back on the highway changed my whole perspective of what the outer world was doing. And and oh my gosh, what how did I ever do this every day before? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been interesting to kind of readapt. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think the pace of life, um, for so many people had ramped up to a level that, um, uh, uh, that was really uncomfortable. And yet we just kept adapting to it. I know that I I had this wonderful quote and I can never remember it exactly. If I can find it again, I'm going to memorize it because it's so good. It talks about, um, how as humans, you know we adapt to our circumstances. And so any level of chaos or busyness or whatever that comes into our life, if it's steady state enough, we will adapt to it because that's our survival instinct to be able to do that. And so many of us have adapted to lifestyles that really we don't don't feel healthy, don't feel good and we really don't even like, but we think we're supposed to be doing it. And so we just keep on going that that treadmill, that rat race, you know, that we talk about. And um, so it's been an opportunity to, to reconsider all of that for people. So self-care after COVID has a lot to do with, are you willing, you know, to, to look at you, the changes that have gone on in your life and really examine, you know, what do you prefer, and how can you start to craft your life around your preferences now instead of just jumping back in and trying to do the old thing as the old things re- right. reoccur, you know? Yeah.
1: And one of the things I think about often is that, you know, during COVID, I found a lot of self care routines that I had not incorporated in my life before. You know, yoga at home compared to yoga in the studio, yeah. um, trail yeah. walks you know, walking in nature so that I was in a place where I wasn't running into other people, where I didn't see other people. Um, I had not, you know, been trail walking even close to home for decades. Um, And so now I think about how do I incorporate those self-care practices that I learned during COVID Mm -hmm. into my life? so that it doesn't become either or, it becomes and. And we've talked about this before. Yeah. How can you engage in pre-COVID life if you need to? And bring some of the practices, the self-care practices that you learned in COVID, during COVID, you know, into your life.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, if there are listen- listeners out there that are struggling with, I just want it to go back to the way it was we really need to work with letting go of that because it will never go back to the way it was we we are creating a new paradigm of living through this whole experience and as it's as it lingers and as it continues and we experience new um variations in it it's causing us to continue to evolve and adapt and grow and the normal that we knew before is not going to come back it's just not it's going to be some new normal that we're creating together
1: yeah and isn't that the way life is every day we're creating, you know, the present and the future and holding on to the past really does create some conflict, I think, in our in our being. Yeah. Um, so what what kind of practices did you take out of COVID?
0: You know, I, my life didn't change a lot. One of the things that I, I knew, you know, about myself was that I am more of an introvert. And so I have a very quiet lifestyle and relative terms. Um, you know, I always, I, when I'm speaking, I always say, laughingly say, you know, I mean, I, I can understand why people wouldn't be, you know, interested in socializing my, with me because my idea of fun is meditating. Oh, <laughs> well, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't, and my routine was working from home before COVID mostly. Um, I had a business with my husband that we ended up selling during, during COVID, which was a real uh, amazing experience and wonderful for us. Um, and and so my practice, my life coaching practice has remained the same because it's mostly been via video and telephone and all that stuff. So I haven't experienced a lot of change. I think I think the biggest thing for me has been um allowing myself to use my voice in social situations where i feel like the conversation is getting really negative and i i'm more willing now to to say something to try to bring it back to a more neutral place or a positive place and i think this is one of the things we want to talk about was because the judging other people and the judging the situation only creates negativity and heavy energy and it doesn't produce anything positive for any of us and so you know, I think that's one of the things for self care is how to not get into the practice of judgment, how, how to
1: practice acceptance, right? Right. And, you know, whether it's COVID, post COVID, or any other situation, Mm -hmm. what a beautiful practice. Yes, practice being, you know, an objective observer and not the judge. Yes,
0: yes. And that's one of the beautiful things that comes from a regular meditation practice is we grow that it's literally like a muscle in our body, um, in our mind, where we have the ability to sit and just watch our thinking and watch, you know, our urges and our impulses and to um, and to have some distance between the actual doing or saying and and the thought and the impulse itself and create that space of is that really what i want to do is that really what i want to think how what how is that thinking serving me um it's a beautiful thing about um meditation
1: it, it is and for those listeners who mm-hmm. have not practiced meditation maybe this is your invitation to mm-hmm. to to learn a little bit about meditation and one of my favorite outcomes i'll say of of meditation um is, it taught me how to sit in the discomfort. Yes. um, And learning how to just stay in this place for a moment, or two minutes, five minutes, whatever it might be, Um, whether it's the physical discomfort of sitting, you know, in a certain posture, or the emotional, you know, mental discomfort of of silence or fleeting thoughts or or even doing it wrong. When you start meditating and you think yeah. you're doing it wrong, that's uncomfortable. I know. So there's so much goodness in that. And what a good, you know, analogy to what we're talking about now is that, you know, self-care and post-COVID, you know, it, it's a little uncomfortable. And can we be in discomfort for a, a brief moment in time? Yeah. Because that is what this will be. Yes. You
0: know? In the long haul. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And how do we how do we look at that? You know, how do we work with that internally, the discomfort? So let's talk a little bit more about that, because I think that will be helpful for listeners Yeah, is um, one of the ways is to, to sit and just observe it. And I know um, when I'm observing my discomfort, um, anxiety, whatever it is that I'm feeling, and I I, I have a practice of. I'm tuning into what's going on in the physical body. So identifying what's uncomfortable in my physical body or what the feeling is, what the impulse is, what the pain level or stress level is. And then considering the emotional level of it you know is there an emotion here that's bothering me that i not allowing to move and resisting or whatever and then what are the thoughts that are associated with it and then kind of my overall energy so i do a physical emotional mental spiritual energetic evaluation of it and in that what happens is we're not resisting the experience and that begins to change it in and of itself it's very powerful
1: yeah That is incredible. Um, One of the things I do is just recognize it as if it's, you know, oh, that's a hummingbird, right? Oh, that's discomfort. Mm -hmm. Not question why, not not go deep into overthinking it, just Mm -hmm. acknowledge it as, oh, that's what it is, and and not hold on to that. and as I've learned more how to how to figure out you know where a discomfort or where an emotion sits in my body, that that is a practice. And I admire you that you can bring it full, you know, full realm realm right through from the body to the spiritual. But as I've learned to do this, you know, I rather than trying to identify where in my body it is, I give it um, some attributes that I can relate to, and so. I don't know if I've shared this in prior podcasts, I don't remember, but um acknowledging that there's a feeling and then giving that feeling a color. Mm, yeah. And then after identifying the color, identifying what shape is it? If that feeling had a shape, yeah. what shape would it be? And And I find that the combination of the color and the shape gives us a lot of characteristics of it without having to name it. Yeah. Yeah. I love
0: that. I love Um, that. And it's great for um, somebody who's visual where it feels like it's nothing that you can kind of grab onto. You almost create a more visual experience with it to work with it in a more dynamic way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun to yeah do a little bit of exploration yeah. without overthinking it
0: i know and i kind of like um the idea let's let's tag on to that if you were more um auditory person a person that was more you know uh, uh, noise and voice oriented you could ask the discomfort to speak to you mm. uh, because when we d- identify you know which one of those is our more primary um strength internally how we learn and how we experience the world uh we can more readily, um, find intelligence in the experience, so to speak. So if your discomfort was speaking to you and it had a voice, what would it sound like? And what would it be
1: saying to you right now? Yeah. Yeah. That would be very powerful. Good one. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and how to, um, know if it's the discomfort or if it's your inner critic, right? (laughs) Yes.
0: Yes. And what an important voice to discern right like we want to learn our inner critics voice we want to be able to identify that inner critics voice because we want to learn how to speak back to it and learn yep. how to calm it down and put it in its place so to
1: speak so yeah, it doesn't yeah. ruin our lives <laughs> right
0: right yeah
1: that could be a whole nother podcast yeah. on, on befriending your inner critic
0: <laughs> yes yes let's i'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna plan on that come back listeners for that one because that's gonna be a juicy one <laughs> so what else after let's let's go on to the topic um laurel of honoring what everybody needs i feel like that's where we want to make sure we get in on that um before we close out the podcast because that's one of the biggest things right everybody has different needs and different ways of moving through this experience and we really want to learn how to honor that
1: yeah and i think it's really important not just to honor it in ourselves but honor Honor other people's yeah. needs as well, and so you know, if I had to start, I would say that starts with awareness, mm-hmm. right? The combination of being aware of your needs,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, the the self kindness of allowing your needs to be what they are without judgment, mm-hmm. and allowing them to change. Yeah. That it, it would be awfully long life if we if our needs never changed. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, kind of letting that be, I think it's really important for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the, the people that we live with, you know, we may be, many people are in situations where different people in the household have different needs, which is a whole dynamic that plays out in a daily kind of way in this experience. And so how do we honor and not get frustrated with the other person? We have to adapt and learn new skills of living with people. By allowing that kind of shift in the relationship or in the household experience, even. Yeah.
1: And and even beyond that, it just came to my thoughts about honoring the collective needs, right? And so we have our individual needs, we have our in relationship needs, you know, in those people in our household, yeah. or that we're in direct relationship. And then and then the collective needs. What do we need as, you know, a, a as a community, as a as, you know, as a world, what do we need? And how can we honor all of that? Yeah, yeah.
0: I think um, I want to speak to the likely listeners that we have, which are, again, you know, more sensitive people, intuitive people, high, you know, conscious people, people that are, are really wanting to do some inner work and willing to look at themselves and take responsibility for their lives. And I feel that those are the people these this is this is a community of us where we are needed so much in the world right now to have our voices come forth and speak up because there's so much noise out there about what we think is right what we think is wrong who has an agenda to try to you know make happen and if your agenda is simply to allow others to do what's right for them to be compassionate to be kind to be a voice of um acceptance this is big for where we are in the world right now don't you think this can make, do. make difference
1: yeah. I, I think i'm already seeing the difference that mm-hmm. you know it that we're making in using our voice and understanding our needs in in our relationships in our families in our workplaces mm-hmm. you know as more and more people return back to a workplace you know, the the need to to be able to know what you need and voice your your needs Mm -hmm. is critical to a successful return. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, hopefully being able to adjust and adapt, as we've talked about, with this and that, I can take care of myself in both places, at home and at work.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. So Laurel, as we finish up, what comes up for you around maybe some suggestions for our listeners around some uh, inner reflection and maybe some journaling around this topic for us today? Um, Some suggestions about how to explore it a little bit more and embrace that we're in this experience. It's not going away and how can we rise and feel good about it, you know, and grow our comfort zone around it,
1: yeah. Yeah, so, um, it's so many things. When I think about, you know, becoming aware of how you feel um, without really going through the why, but maybe the, maybe the journaling, you know, end of day, beginning of the day of, how how did i feel today Mm -hmm. how did i how did that compare to how i want to feel
0: yeah right
1: and then what can i do tomorrow to feel better yeah you know even if we can't change the situation how do we feel good despite the circumstance and that i think you know i the work i try to do is my feelings that influence my thoughts Mm. and then the reverse, my thoughts that influence my feelings. Mm.
0: Yep, I love that. I love that. That's such a beautiful dynamic. I, I um, feel like that's really important for listeners to tune into um and adapt even as a regular practice is being able to notice you know what feels like it's coming first the thought stimulating the feeling the feeling stimulating a story because that's a that's a beautiful uh self-awareness practice that can really empower us in our daily life and how we are recognizing how we operate in a in a kind of uh subconscious unconscious stream of of living way um yeah and what's coming up for me is um, this idea of what, you know, thinking back, you know, taking a little journey backwards and thinking back to before COVID and then during COVID, especially the early stages. And then as we've, how have you changed? How, what have you learned about yourself and how can you take what you've learned to show up more authentically? Mm. In life, because I think that ultimately most of us are most comfortable when we're feeling authentic when we're really being who we are in the world and are comfortable in that space. And so this really is an opportunity, I think, to you know learn more about what who you are authentically, what you really want, how you really want to be, and yeah. now you know seize the seize the opportunity, so to speak.
1: Yeah, that's really, really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good. Mm. Thank you, Laurel, for taking time to explore this topic. I hope this helped our listeners around COVID. If you have more questions, make sure you send them in. And um, we'll be back for our next podcast, which is on honoring your values inwardly, which is a really interesting topic and one that you don't want to miss. So we'll be back. Thanks, Laurel. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. We welcome questions from you, our listeners. Feel free to send one along. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. Thanks for being with us to elevate the conversation and open up new
1: pathways for all of us.